0: lovely stuff there Mary Black and uh, big surprise in the studio here today first surprise is I am all on my own but the other big surprise was the man himself Desmond Devoy has uh, made a surprise appearance here to the studio Desmond, you're very welcome
1: Thank you very much, glad, for, glad to be here Mark good And man yourself. Uh, I, I slipped in and you did the double take and you're like, oh you made it after all Yeah, I was wondering,
0: I thought you were still one of the Russian uh, lads sitting down there across from me I have a bit I, of a Russian look to you as well I, you
1: know? I, I don't, unfortunately, I have the blue eyes but the, the Slavic good looks end there
0: I'm sure you'd have the language, uh, you give it a lash anyway Well listen, I'm solo but um, Mr Reliable himself um, we weren't sure if we'd be talking to each other later on today but um, uh, our our, our f- our premiership teams played to a draw so there's no blood here Kenny good morning how are you doing very good
2: morning Mark good morning Desmond yeah no blood this morning pal although uh, it's a bigger disappointment I think for uh, for my boys than uh, than yours you know yeah. that's the way I'd have to put that
0: huh? go on out of that go on out of that what, what you're talking about
2: well you know I wasn't the one who gave up watching my team
0: ah yeah that that's way. right that's right yeah. <laughs> I took, I had to take a break I was too angry <laughs> before the
2: before the before uh, the the, the controller went through the uh, the TV.
0: <laughs> well, listen, I was just watching a bit of news this morning, and uh, the lad, the O'Donovan lad, is in the news again. He is World indeed, rowing Mr. champion.
2: President, Mr. Oh. Paul O'Donovan. Now, there'll be some, there'll be some uh, bash down in Skibbereen. He's the pride of Skibbereen. Now, I hear there's going to be 10,000 there to welcome them uh, back in uh, on, on Wednesday. I believe there's going to be a civic reception in uh, Skibbereen. So, it'll wow. be something, won't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
2: We have to get them lads on the show. They're yeah, I'm trying. Back
0: all have a few, have a few lines in the water there now at the moment.
2: Very good, yeah. excellent stuff. And the big, uh, the big football match tomorrow, Kerry Dublin. Yeah,
0: Dublin versus Kerry tomorrow, and of course um, Mayo. Um, you know, at look at times looked like they were making hard work at Tipperary last week, but uh, they actually never really seemed to be in any trouble at all. So congratulations, Mayo. Looking for their first All Ireland since 1951, and um, not going to be easy this time for them. That's for sure. No matter who comes through today, who do you like in this Dublin Kerry game, pal?
2: Well, I think it'll be. A, it's certainly going to be another. I would imagine classic between these two great teams. But I, I'd give Dublin the slight edge here.
0: All right. Yeah. Yourself? I am actually. Um, I'm good pals with uh, an uncle of the uh, the captain of the Kerry team. He lives out in Vancouver. His name is Tom Sullivan. And I was on to him yesterday. I was asking him for his perspective, and um, he reckons they're up for it. He reckons that the Kerry lads—they um, haven't been tested that much this year—and uh, Cooper apparently is playing some of the best football of his life locally and in training. He's uh, showing well. They're extremely fit, and um, I am going to go for Kerry to take the game tomorrow. Now Kenny, going to go against Very good. all the odds. Um, I just think that you know nothing. Uh, nothing too shabby comes out of that place, and they're, be, they're being remarkably quiet. And uh, that's what I find yeah. very interesting. They're being very quiet. Uh, so anyway, I got a bit of an inside track that they're up for it. They're up for it.
2: Good. Well, to say, I think it should be a it should be a, a classic anyway. You know, yeah. there's all the makings of a been a great game, and hopefully they get good weather and they can go out and perform well.
0: Absolutely. Now you're.
2: I was gonna I was gonna mention something to you there. I don't know if you saw that uh, young Stephanie Meadow, mm-hmm. at the Antrim golfer uh, who finished she finished thirty first in Rio, and now finds herself doing very well in Calgary of all places at the Women's Canadian Open. She had a 66-69 yeah. and is only uh, three off the lead right now, which is uh, very well done for her. Looking for her mm-hmm. yeah She's her uh, first win on tour would be lovely, wouldn't it be? A, It'd be kind
0: of sweet if it was there in uh, in Calgary. Oh, it sure would. It sure would. Well, good for her. And uh, yeah, three three shots is nothing out there. She's got two days, and maybe if she can post a couple of a uh, couple of good days there, you never know what could happen. First victory exactly. in hopefully, Canada would have a nice taste to it, wouldn't it?
2: Hopefully, all our listeners there in Calgary can uh, get out and cheer uh, cheer Irish golfer
0: on there. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and Mister um,
2: Lowry uh, had a sixty-five.
0: He had a 65 Denmark? yeah and he had a I think he had a 69 today so he's um anyway he he needs to uh, have a strong finish tomorrow. He's t- I think he's t- he's down around 22nd or 23rd right now and if he can get into the top 10 he'll he'll have uh, he'll have got a lot of attention I'd say from from Clark, yeah. so we'll see.
2: I don't know what do you think his chances are been a captain's pick here at the Ryder Cup?
0: I don't like them anymore now I have to say I think he's uh, I think his uh, I think his race is run Um, And I do think that he's going to seriously consider, you know, these lads like Martin Laird and and Russell Knox, um, fellas that, you know, are playing well on the PGA Tour over here. And um, anyway, it'd be hard for him to uh, not be accused of being uh, showing his Irish biasness if he uh, if he happens to make that decision. But we'll see what happens. Right.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I hope they're on better terms than the day we saw the two of them playing together in the <laughs> final round of the PGA, anyway.
0: That's right, that's right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they're two grumpiest looking men sure I've ever are. seen on a golf course.
0: <laughs> that's right.
2: Anyway, oh, no. And uh, McIlroy is six back at two under Out there on the PGA Tour So yeah. uh, the start of these this big kind of final push For the FedEx Cup, right? Yeah,
0: he's still in the picture there, all right And, uh, of course, Lowry is still in that as well So he'll he'll yeah. probably come over yeah. for the latter stages of that So it would be nice to see him take a run at that as well
2: Would indeed yeah. And just to talk a little bit uh, Canadian sport It's not bad when we have two teams In the town of Toronto That are on top of their divisions The Blue Jays and TFC
0: no, nah, it's nice. Good right now. It's nice. It's been a famine here, so it's that's fantastic. It yeah, that's yeah. great stuff. You were off to Chicago, and Chicago was in the news this week because the new uh, the 2016 Rosa of is actually from Chicago. I don't know if you know that or not.
2: I didn't realize that. Yeah, oh, so keep an eye out there. News
0: to me. Keep an eye out for the sash when you're down there. Now you might see. I me. might
2: give her a call. Yeah, maybe see if <laughs> I could connect with her and give her an old interview.
0: Yes, and a big congrats to Petra, uh, the Ottawa Rose. And the newfoundland labrador uh, got a lot of attention over there. she was a fierce crack altogether by all accounts, so anyway oh, they, uh, they they accounted for themselves quite well out there, so
2: great stuff. I actually gave my I was talking to my parents over there during the week uh, well it was last Monday when I gave them a call I didn't realize of course the big show was on, but uh, deadly stuff altogether uh they up on the technology, they were able to pause the t v and chat with their son from Canada and then go back to the roads so always, <laughs> but, uh,
0: good stuff, good stuff. <laughs> Alright pal, listen I'm going to go off with a bit of music I have an old Mayo tune coming up because there's a big uh, the big festival going on in the Freelies today so I better uh, you know, congratulate the them ash. on their win last week and um, wish them the best for today it should be some crack up there well,
2: I'd say that alright, it'll be great unfortunately I'm heading to Chicago so I can't make it up there again this year, so one of these years though we'll be up there
0: <laughs> Alright pal, Will you take care of yourself, have a safe drive Okie dokie,
2: take her easy Ok,
0: sounds good
3: The barman was calling Time, gentlemen, please At a dark corner table He seemed ill at ease His face told the story His eyes would betray He said, friend, are you going my way? An old faded picture He kept in his coat Came with a letter that his mother wrote Taken at Easter, 1963 He said, everyone's there except me Mayo will always be home No matter wherever I roam Although we're divided by land and by sea Mayo will always be home island raised on the shore he talked of the sun and the cloud on sleeve more barely a man when he left behind someone who still crosses his mind he said they're all gone now there's nobody home his mother saw 90 she died all alone the time wasn't in it to bid her goodbye. How it hurt to see this old man cry Mayo will always be home No matter wherever I roam Although we're divided by land and by sea Mayo will always be home This old man and me We stopped by the old home One last time to see The house and the garden The open half door And he said As we stood on the shore Mayo will always be home No matter wherever I roam Although we're divided By land and by sea Mayo will always be home Mayo will always be home No matter wherever I roam Although we're divided by land and by sea Mayo will always be home to me
4: Atmosphere of PJ O'Brien's, serving the best in pub fair and also your downtown venue for an intimate evening dinner. PJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday night. Call PJ's at 416 815 7562.
0: All right, very good. Well, that was Jerry Guthrie there singing uh, Mayo Will Always Be Home, and um, hope the uh, the Mayo folks in the city have a fantastic day today. Um, Anyway, uh, time now for the news from Ireland. Normally, I would be pushing a different button here um, and on the phone, but the man is in person here. Welcome to Toronto. Desmond, give us the news from Ireland there, please. Yes, Ken, most certainly will do.
1: Desmond DeVoy here with the news from Ireland for this week. Folks, coming to you live from in-studio and a great place to be. The news is brought to you by our friends at Aer Lingus. Here are the top stories that are making headlines in Ireland. Our top story this morning... Former Tanishta Peter Berry died yesterday at the age of 88 after a short illness. While he served as a Fine Gael TD from County Cork from 1969 to 1997, he'll be best remembered for his role as Taoiseach Garrett Fitzgerald's Foreign Affairs Minister in securing the Anglo-Irish Agreement of 1985, seen as paving the way for the Good Friday Agreement of 1998. Berry, also outside of politics, took his family business, Berry's Tea, and took it national and even global, making it a household name. He twice for the Finagua leadership, stepping aside against Fitzgerald in 1977 and losing to Alan Dukes in 1987. He served as Fitzgerald's deputy leader from 1977 to 1987, the same year he became Tānisha. Well, in sports news this morning, the Olympic flame may have been extinguished in Rio, but the drama in Brazil for the Irish delegation continued this week. Long after the last athlete vacated the athletes' village came word that Peter Hickey, the former president of the Olympic Council of Ireland, may be moved from one of Brazil's most notorious hardcore prisons to house arrest, a big change from the Swiss hotels he frequented just days ago. Brazilian authorities have told him that it may take up to three months for the Irishman to learn his fate. The plot thickened with police raiding locations around Rio connected to the Irish Olympic delegation last weekend. There was also word that the other Irishman arrested, Kevin James Mallon, who is now Hickey's cellmate, was arrested with 823 tickets on his person from the OCI's official ticket allocation. However, breaking news this morning that Mallon will be released from prison on bail sometime today. Meanwhile, some of the dust may be starting to settle as OCI officials officials Stephen Martin and Kevin Kilty have satisfied Brazilian police that they are not involved with the alleged plot and that they will likely be handed back their passports. Adding to the drama came late word that two Irish Olympic boxers stand accused of betting on Olympic Games between July 24th and August 24th. The two are facing disciplinary action from the International Olympic Committee for the alleged breach of the Code of Ethics, according to the Irish Times. And on a happier note, as the lads mentioned up at the top, Irishman Paulo Donovan has won a gold medal at the World Rowing Championships in Rotterdam, the Netherlands this morning. Well, on to another ongoing drama, a lot of it this morning, this one in Northern Ireland with news that Loyalist blogger Jamie Bryson was the one who leaked the details that led to the resignation of North Antrim MLA Dahi McKay. Bryson was allegedly coached by McKay before his appearance before the Stormont Assembly's Finance Committee when Bryson alleged that then First Minister Peter Robinson got kickbacks from the sale of Northern Ireland properties owned by the Republic's National Asset Management Agency to U.S. investors. Bryson is reported to have leaked the details of his correspondence with the Sinn Féin politician and fellow party member Thomas O'Hara after McKay successfully lobbied the Parades Commission to prevent a loyalist band from taking part in a parade earlier this month to so the mostly nationalist town of Arkin, County Antrim, according to the Sunday Life newspaper. However, Bryson has denied leaking the tweets. Staying in the North now for a bittersweet story, a husband and wife who died on the same day, 45 days apart, have at last been reunited during a joint funeral mass and joint burial in Belfast. The Belfast The Irish News reports that Mary Murphy was this week buried alongside her husband Joseph, one of the 11 victims of the Ballymurphy Massacre in 1971, when soldiers in the British Parachute Regiment opened fire on civilians in West Belfast. The burial occurred on Thursday in what officiating the officiating parish priest, called an example of God's, quote, perfect timing. Mary Murphy died of cancer this past Monday, August 22nd, the same day that her late husband died of his injuries in 1971, and they were buried on the same day too. Last October, as part of an ongoing inquest, a coroner ordered that Joseph Murphy's body be exhumed so that an investigation could be carried out on the family's belief that he was shot on two occasions by the British Army, once on the streets of Ballymurphy and again at the Henry Taggart Barracks. It has been hoped that a second funeral mass could be heard for her husband before he was reinterred. Well, this week in Irish history, and this day especially August 27, was a dark day indeed for Ireland and her people. On this day in 1979, an IRA bomb killed Queen Elizabeth's cousin, Lord Mountbatten. The last viceroy of India was out on the waters of Mullamore County, Sligo, when the bomb went off, killing him, his grandson Nicholas, aged 11, and local boy Paul Maxwell, 15. The dowager Lady Braburn, 82, died the day after the attack. On the same day, on the other side of the island, 18 British soldiers were killed in Warren Point in the Warren Point Massacre in County Down. The two explosions resulted in the largest single-day loss of life for the British military personnel in Northern Ireland. On August 26, 1913, the Great Dublin Lockout begins. William Murphy, owner of the Dublin United Tramway Company, had fired employees who refused to leave the Irish Trade and General Workers Union. Union leader Jim Larkin called out members of, uh, called out his members on strike, which Murphy replied to by declaring a lockout. On the same day in 1921, Eamon de Valera is elected president of the Republic of Ireland by the doyle Eireann. And on August 22, 1922, General Michael Collins is killed in an ambush by anti-treaty forces in County Cork during the Irish Civil War. And there you go, folks. A lot of late-breaking stuff from the news from Ireland for this week. The news is brought to you by our good friends over at Aer Lingus. Travelling from Ireland to Ireland and Europe has never been easier with Aer Lingus's year-round direct service from Toronto to Dublin, with connections available from more than 10 Canadian cities to Dublin. Smart Flies Aer Lingus. Check them out online at www.aerlingus.com. That's www.aerlingus.com. Now you're up to date. And so until next week, folks, Slán Go foil.
4: Think of Irish tradition, what comes to mind? Live music, great hospitality, and a pub atmosphere of laughter and song imported from the Emerald Isle itself. And one of Ireland's greatest imports is the Keene family, serving up the finest fare and crack this side of County Galway since 1991 at the Galway Arms. The family-owned pub has been charming patrons since, well, last century, and as a result attracts some of the GTA's greatest Irish characters. Known far and wide for its chef-designed menu and traditional Irish music, It's also Toronto's home of Gaelic games live from Ireland on the big screens. You can like them on Facebook and you're sure to like them in person. Visit thegalwayarms.ca to view daily specials. The Galway Arms, your home away from home and not too far from home at 838 The Queensway in Etobicoke. Call 416-251-0096. Make a date and make it for the Galway Arms.
0: All right, and I was down in the Galway Arms last week. Um, on the Saturday, I went down to watch the old uh, Mayo-Tipperary game. And then on Sunday, I went in to drown me sorrows because my poor Toronto Gales got dumped out of the championship here locally, uh, Desmond. So uh, by uh, um, by a very good uh, Durham-Robert uh, Emmett side. So anyway, congratulations to them. They're moving on to the final but the other game, uh, men's senior game, was a draw, so they actually go at it again today. So get out to the park and watch a thrilling game between Mike's and Vincent's, to see who gets to play Durham in the final. And the Toronto Gales have a junior game out there at, at six o'clock today. There's some ladies' football going on at the park as well. So uh, there's a full lineup of football going on going on here locally. And then tomorrow morning, get down to the Galway Arms at eight thirty. The minor game will be on. Minor game, I believe, is between Kerry and uh, Kildare, and then. Uh, The senior game will be at 10.30 in the morning. Dublin versus Kerry, and uh, that should be a cracker.
1: Good, good to see uh, Kildare getting uh, getting a look in there because it's, yes. a, it's not one of the names that pops up that often. When I hear you and uh, you and Ken having the crack there at the top about the sports, I, well, and, and answer me this: Has Longford ever made it to an All Ireland final for for Gaelic football or hurling? I,
0: I know they're not big in the hurling now. You know what? I believe that um, Longford are one of the counties, and, Wickl- and Wicklow might be one of the counties never to have won. Uh, I could get awful abuse from fans <laughs> of both those counties now, but I believe they are two counties that have never won, um, that have never got out of their province, actually, never mm-hmm. won a, a Leinster title. Right. Uh, so not only have they never won an All-Ireland, but I believe they've never got out got out of And I remember those names only because um, when Westmead did it about nine or ten years ago, um, they were one of the counties that hadn't for a long time got out of there. And so... I remember them listing off the counties that hadn't, <laughs> and it happened to be that I believe that Longford and Wicklow were those. Now I'll have to look that up now just so that I oh yeah, can yeah. can get a make sure that um, uh, I don't get too much abuse in it. But yeah, nice to see Kildare. Kildare beat Leash in the semi in the uh, All Ireland semi final, or sorry, in the Leinster final. Um, very good team, very experienced. Mm-hmm. They were there last year or thereabouts. So. Anyway, the minor scene is always very, uh, very exciting, and it's going to go through some changes in the next couple of years. But mm-hmm.
1: yeah, and good good. good, good to see also the up and coming uh, new stars of the GAA as well. Yeah, as yeah. yeah. and even
0: ranks. you know, even seeing Tipperary there last week and mm. a lot of young players. I mean, they they won't be going anywhere. Um, that they'll they'll be they'll be there thereabouts again next year and mm. better. So it's nice to see a new football county on the scene anyway. So. Exactly.
1: An, yeah. an up-and-coming. You can say you heard it here first. it heard it here
0: first, yeah. <laughs> now, you were telling me something interesting about um, about the um, some news you heard this week on the entertainment front.
1: Yeah, that's right. It um, it was a song. It was a song. It was uh, a story I didn't have room for in the news this week. Uh, I like to keep it tight and bright. Um, mind yourself. But it was about uh, Mrs. Brown's boys and uh, my mother-in-law, who's, uh, who's Canadian, but uh, yeah. she actually really likes it. And uh, yeah. my wife, Stacey, got her for her birthday birthday. Mrs. Brown's Boys, I think, the, the complete series. And um, voters for, um, well, people who read the, the Radio Times in Britain um, went on an online poll and voted it the number one British sitcom of the 21st century. My gosh! So it beat out uh, some pretty good company like uh, Ricky Gervais, The Office, yeah, for yeah, example, yeah. so people would know that. And I mean, this... Uh, It's not the critics' favorite, to be quite honest. Someone called it the Donald Trump of British sitcoms. (laughs) That's a rather rather nasty um, put-down, I must say. But, I mean, recently, for example, I mean, just some of the notes I have here. What their recent live episode drew 6.5 million viewers, which is, I mean, there's nothing to be sniffed at. They even, their Christmas Day episode even beat the Queen's Christmas speech in the ratings. More wow. people watched a man in drag from Dublin <laughs> than the Queen herself. <laughs> so, I mean, he was quoted as saying, it vindicates the fans' belief in the show, said uh, Brendan O'Carroll, who plays Mrs. Brown, is that they have kept us on the air because it certainly wasn't the critics. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, we keep going here with the music. That's a great bit of information. I had not read that, but that is absolutely incredible. Good for Brendan good or <laughs> All right, let's go with some more music here.
5: Good. I am a sailor, and you're my first mate. We signed on together. We coupled our fate Hauled up our anchor Determined not to fail For the heart's treasures Together we set sail With no maps to guide us We steered our own course Weathered the storms When the wind were gale force, sat out the doldrums with patience and hope. Working together, we learned how to cope. Life is an ocean, but love is a boat in trouble. started the voyage there was just me and you but now look around us we have our Destinations not marked on a chart But we're navigating for the shores of the heart Life is an ocean But love is a boat in troubled waters Keeps us afloat When we started the voyage was just me and you, but now look around us, we have our own. started
0: go as a song that Christy Moore sings very well called The Voyage and uh I pulled that one off the put that one off off the iTunes there last night great old uh, a great old uh, bit of music anyway um I read a very interesting and funny article that I thought I might um you know in the spirit of the the football season that's in it kind of great article a fellow wrote just had me had me laughing a little bit about <laughs> Junior C football now. I'm not sure if you know what Junior C football is, uh, but within a county there are various grades, and Mm. they get worse and worse as you go senior down to Junior A and Senior Intermediate, Junior A, Junior B, and Junior C. Now would be (laughs) like when you have five teams in your town, right? Yeah. And but anyway, there's a great article here, and I'll I'll read it for the for the listeners. And we'll before we move on with another uh, bit of music, but this uh, goes something like this. It's Sunday morning, it's cold and wet, and you've been tasked with marking a man twice your age, triple your size and half your speed. So the first ball comes in, as you turn, he sucker punches you in the stomach, collects the knockdown and puts it over the bar. He'll move a total distance of 187 yards for the entire match. He'll score 1-4 and he'll drink four pints of Guinness by the evening. It can only be Junior C football. (laughs) Junior C Football, that's where juvenile bo- juvenile boys get their first taste of senior football and where senior, senior footballers come to die. It's not a pretty sight and neither is the dressing room afterwards. The only thing worse than the sight of a Junior C Football dressing room is the smell of it, a heady mixture of last night's smittics, deep heat and Lynx deodorant. And while Junior C Football might might not sound the most inviting, there is something warm and welcoming about it. It's a place where the young footballer and the retiring one separated by almost two decades, as well as a handful of cat footballers who can't make the second team, sit side by side and converse like father and son, except with a hell of a lot more swearing. It's a place where a young lad, when the sucker punches get too much, you can always count on your elder cornerback counterpart to come in and thump your man, unleashing a mini schmozzle and two red cards. It's a band of brothers who haven't cleaned their boots since the last match, And I've chosen to answer the call of the manager all because of the parish and the fact that, well, so what else would they be doing after Mass on a Sunday? (laughs) And that, to me, if you haven't, uh, I'm sure there are a lot of our listeners, if they've ever talked out for the local parish, that will resonate with them because Junior C is no place for the no place for the faint of heart.
1: It, it, it doesn't <laughs> exactly sound like Rock Kerry's the, the Hockey Sweater, does it? Doesn't doesn't evoke quite <laughs> the same feelings, although written in the same lyrical style, I find. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There was, uh, there was something in the Irish News recently, and it was great to see the candour because they weren't trying to dress mutton up as lamb uh, on the front, it was one of the, what do we call a, a teaser? And it said, win tickets to see Ireland's worst GAA team." They said, we're, we're going to make no bones about it, but if you want to see how bad these guys really are, come on out and win tickets from us.
0: <laughs> there you go. All right, we'll keep it going here with a bit of music. <laughs>
6: At
4: over 250 years of brewing tradition. And a widget. The widget makes every can of Guinness, Guinness.
0: All right, time for the Guinness Community Calendar of Events. And of course, uh, as usual we start off at Irish Project Hope and perhaps this is a year you might like to give a gift of a donation to this cause to your family and friends. Make checks payable to Irish Project Hope at Holy Rosary Parish, and that's at 354 St. Clair Avenue, West Toronto, M5P1N4, and of course, Ethna Heffernan is running the show there, and um, everyone knows how to get a hold of Ethna these days. And if you don't, email me at mark at saturdayirishradio.com, and I'd be happy to guide you in the right direction. Annual Mayo Barbecue Day today, the big day today, August the 27th, starting at 3 o'clock. Great food, great music, and it's all taking place at 62 Douglas Road, ...in Richmond Hill, and that would be the, not the home, but the estate of Tom and Kitty Freely. Everyone is welcome. Bring your own booze. Details can be found on the Mayo Association of Toronto Facebook page. And if you want to go also, give Valerie a call at 416-655-9352. The Abbey Theatre Toronto production, The Plough and the Stars, is coming on September the 14th to the 18th... ...at the Bluma Appel Theatre... Tickets are available at www.canadianstage.com. And we might have some of the folks from the Plough and the Stars on the show next week, so stay tuned on that. The fourth annual, hard to believe, the fourth annual Eamon O'Loughlin Memorial Golf Gathering has been booked for Saturday, September the 17th. And that's at Caledon Woods Golf Club. It's a two person scramble, $150 per person gets you a cart, golf, and dinner plus $25 off your next round and $25 off at the Pro Shop that day as well. That's a good deal, folks. It's a one o'clock shotgun start and a player should be arriving there around noon to get the get the food into you. You can call the man himself, Paddy Dunn. He made an appearance in the city yesterday, apparently. 416-234-2822. Or you can email him at ptd4 at rogers.com. Celtic Studies invites you to a one-day conference on the 1916 Rising. Speakers include Fergal McGarry from Queen's University of Belfast, uh, Shane Lynn, Anne Dooley from the University of Toronto, Patrick Mannion from Boston College, and Robert Schmuel from Notre Dame. And that's on se- Saturday, September the 24th. And it's on from 9.30 to 4.30 at Alumni Hall Room 100. And that's in St. Michael's College on Joseph Street. It's free admission, but you should let them know if you're attending. Call 416 926 7145 um, or you can email celtic.studies at utoronto.ca and that event is made possible by a grant from the Irish Cultural Society of Toronto Friends of Sinn Fein Canada presents a 35th anniversary hunger strike commemoration on Saturday, September the 24th at McVeigh's Irish Pub on the second floor. Doors open at 7:30. And the guest speaker will be prominent South Armagh Republican Sean Hughes. Sean is Sinn Fein's assistant political manager of the 26th County Directorate. Also speaking at commemoration will be leading and leading Canadian anti-H-Block activists from the 1981 era, Michael Quigley, he's founder of the Irish Prisoner of War Committee, and Kevin Callahan, founder of the Quebec-Ireland Committee. their are music from Fresh Air and traditional musicians Deb Quigley and Patrick Orso. Tickets are $10 and call four one six four zero two three seven two nine for tickets. Uh, for all that information, it's up at www.saturdayirishradio.com. Now, Desmond, lots going on in our community.
1: There are. You're never, you're never bored and you're never at a loss for, for anything to do, aren't you?
0: Never never a dull moment. I have to get some music uh, going here and have a great old uh, tune. Have you ever? Um, do you have a favourite Irish song? Do you have one of your, your own?
1: Well, you actually just played it, A Song for Ireland by Mary Black. That was the top one. So you, you, you've already covered off that bass.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Well, listen. There's a few. Um, there's a few uh, f- big soccer games going on in England. I should give the the listeners an update. Or maybe what I'll do is I'll play this tune here, and then we'll come back and we'll see what's going on there. Sounds okay. Good.
7: In the heart of Martha the flower of sweet Stravan Her cheeks they are a rosy red, her hair a lovely brown and o'er her milk-white shoulders it carelessly hangs down She's one of the fairest creatures in the whole. And my heart is captivated by the flower of sweet Stravan If I had you lovely Martha away in a Or in some lonesome valley. For to gain the prize and feast My eyes on the flower of sweet Stravan But I'll go over the lagging Down by the steamship's tall I'm sailing for America Whatever may befall My boat is bound for Liverpool So I say farewell. God
0: bless you, my flower of sweet Straban. Alright, good stuff. Paddy Riley there in the flower of sweet Straban. It's a fantastic tune there. I love Paddy Riley's voice. Wonderful. Alright, a few updates here in the Premiership. Chelsea three, Burnley Nil, that game is almost over. Crystal Palace Nil, Bournemouth one. Everton won, Stoke City nil, Leicester two, Swansea one, Southampton one, Sunderland one, Watford one, Arsenal three, and earlier today, Tottenham and Liverpool played out to a one-one tie. And of course, I got Desmond here in studio. Desmond, I was listening to, um, I was listening to uh, RT on the way over on the radio. I mm-hmm. Sometimes do that to get caught up on little bits and bobs. Of course. And um, I was fascinated. We we're interviewing Annalise Murphy there, who won the silver medal in the Olympics. That's right. And. Um, she was uh, up until about a year ago. She was being told by fellow sailors and even coaches that she should just pack it in. That uh, this is not for her anymore. That she had peaked and that uh, it was time for her to stop. Anyway, so she uh, she dug in and she won. But she actually went to Rio nine times. Yeah. Separately, before mm-hmm. she actually competed nine she, times nine for times three she, weeks at a time.
1: That's right to get used to the the, the weather conditions, the yeah. wind conditions, the water conditions, and everything. And incredible. that just shows an incredible level level of dedication because yeah. I know she's uh, at the I forget the, um, I think it's the it's the yacht club that's down there in uh, Dunleary in the south side. That's of right, and yeah. And I mean the weather conditions are there what they are, and you can't really replicate that with. Rio and part of, I was thinking about this actually, part of the reason for that is because uh, I believe Rio is in or near the southern hemisphere so you'd have the weather you'd have the water that'd be going like when you flush the toilet in Australia now, not to be crude but you know it goes in a different direction right yeah, yeah, so the water would be going in a different direction down there so she's, well, that was very smart of her to be yeah, doing that yeah. so it just show, goes to show you I have one of those inspirational wall calendars at the office because God knows I need it uh, no but where it said you know how many people are failures in life because they quit when someone told them to and if they had just kept on even just a little bit longer they would have made it so I think she's yeah. living proof of that yeah she is. All the, where are all these people now who are telling her a year ago I should quit you know, pack it in yeah. you know, no Irish woman has ever won this and she proved them wrong and Ireland hadn't in fairness I mean I know there's the two lads from uh, from Skibbereen and Cork who yeah, gave yeah. that phenomenal interview which was shared all over Facebook yeah, yeah. Uh, who who won the silver there which was fantastic um, but Ireland hadn't done well on the water since 1980 yes, in Russia. Incredible! And how much of that, I, I hate to say it, was because countries like America
0: yeah, didn't show boycotts, up that year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it was a fantastic achievement. I just thought it was great. She said, yeah. Uh, screw you! I'm gonna <laughs> keep going here. And uh, but, anyways, uh, I thought it was great, and it was very interesting. That the squash player was also interviewed on on there, and he actually moved to Denmark when he was a 16. And as a result of that, even though he represented Ireland, mm-hmm. he was really at the mercy of his own funding and his family's funding because um, he wasn't living in Ireland. And he moved to Denmark so that he could actually, you know, it's like sparring good boxers. He he couldn't find he couldn't find uh, the right competition for himself in Ireland, so he went to Denmark, which is where ironically it was home to um, a lot of the world class badminton players and you know, so yeah inc- and just incredible stories that they all have right
1: it is you, you make hay while the sun shines and you go to the action
0: absolutely yeah right. well there, was fierce, there used to be Fierce Action in Mullingar and this man's from Mullingar and I always play him on the show here Desmond <laughs> just so you know no show like a Joe show that's it here yep. he goes <laughs> and one of his famous ones more and more <laughs> I could just put that one on and just let it run for an hour.
1: (laughs) I'm not sure what Ken would say about that now. (laughs) Uh, No, he wouldn't
0: like it. He wouldn't like it. Hey, before I forget now, Desmond. Sure. um, uh, One of our avid listeners here, his name is um, Sean Gilroy, wanted to play a a request for his neighbor, Aileen O'Flynn. And um, he wanted to play a tune. He went Dublin's Fair City, Galway, Girl or Galway Hall. I got the news a bit too late. So next week, we'll play one of those tunes for you, uh, Sean. Listen, thanks for coming in and joining us. I think it was great. I would have been here all by myself. <laughs> I think well, you helped break it up a little bit for me.
1: Thank you. Glad to be here and I'm always in great company with you and yourself.
0: Good stuff. Right. We'll go out here with uh, a tune called uh, Roseville, Fla- Roseville Fair. Sláinna Gwyfgillair. Sláinna.
8: The night was clear The stars were shining The moon came up So quiet in the sky The people gathered round The bands were tuning I can hear them now Playing coming through the rye you we were dressed in blue You looked so lovely Just a gentle flower Of a small town girl You took my hand And we danced to the music With a simple smile We danced all night To the fiddle and the banjo Their drifting tunes Seemed to fill the air Though long ago But I still remember When we fell in love At the Roseville Fair recorded we well We courted dearly. We'd sit for hours On the
4: front porch chair And then a year went by Programming for our Irish community can be heard every Saturday from 11
9: a.m.